Hello, everybody. I want to just first start off by saying I wish everybody the best in Louisiana and Texas after Hurricane Laura has blown through there as one of the worst hurricanes on record. I just hope everybody is safe now and their life gets back to normal as soon as possible. On today's show, we're going to be talking about Donald Trump's America right now and also a special treat and guests. We are going to have two-thirds of the hosts of What's Up People News TV. You can find that on YouTube on channel 323, host brother Oreo, and you know her. She's been on the show. This will be her third appearance. Frosty Knowledge will be joining me to discuss race in America today and other various topics. My name is Brian Rundle. This is Run's House. Let's get it started. I like to play some clips every once in a while of things that have happened during the week, and sometimes I'll play some clips of Donald Trump for sure because he sounds so ridiculous and sounds so stupid that I feel obligated to share this again with everybody. I know most people probably have already heard it, but it never hurts to hear it over and over and over again just to remind people just how stupid this guy is. But He just got done with his speech last week, closing out the Republican National Convention. And I have no clips from that speech because I did not watch one second of it. Now, I heard a few clips here and there that I didn't even feel like it's necessary to promote his lies and hatred. But one thing I did get from him and from the convention as a whole, as I saw different um, reviews of the Republican National Convention was that if you elect Joe Biden, you are going to be living in an America that looks just like the America you see today. So think about the logic behind this. You elect Joe Biden, you're going to see riots, you're going to see deaths, you're going to see anarchy all across this country. Pretty much exactly what is happening right now is what you're going to see if you elect Joe Biden. Now, again, stuff like this doesn't work on logical, intelligent people. But we have a lot of people that this kind of stuff works on. He goes on to say that the suburbs are going to change. Get ready, suburbs, because that nice, safe neighborhood you live in is now going to be infested by criminals. And they are going to break into your house, kill you, rape you, whatever the best line of fear-mongering works. Of course, that suburb angle is just another way of telling white suburban women that black people are going to come into your neighborhood and hurt you and your children. That's exactly what that is designed to do. Whether it works or not, I don't know. I hope it doesn't, but it's kind of hard to gauge people's best judgment right now. So... The convention wraps up, and in Portland and in other areas, there are still protests and some rioting and some looting going on in the country. I said last time that this is probably the lowest I've seen America. I've never seen this country as divided as it is right now. And now we have not just people in the street protesting 
unfair treatment of black people by police. We have the other side now taking to the streets with their guns and with their militia. And they believe they're the ones who need to step up and stop this. And it kills me because part of the reason why they say they're doing this is because the police aren't doing their job. So I don't know which way it is with them. Either the police are heroes and they are doing their job when it comes to black people. But when it comes to protesters, they're not doing their job. So I don't know which way they're going. They seem to be a little confused because they're confusing me. One day the cops are heroes, the next day they're bumbling idiots because they can't control a protest. And speaking of the protest, would another angle that the Trump Republicans are using, I don't even call them Republicans anymore because I think that's a real insult to real Republicans. If you listen to real old school Republicans, man, they seem almost logical now. If you, I mean, again, we probably have some dif- disagreements on how things should be run and and differ on some social issues here and there, but you know, a lot of the real Republicans are speaking out against Donald Trump. The Lincoln Project is one that, you know, if you listen to any podcast, you should listen to mine, of course, and you should listen to the Lincoln Project. The Lincoln Project is so good, and every time Steve Schmidt opens his mouth, I want to hear every word he has to say. When he formulates a sentence using the words available to him in the English language. It is pure gold, the way he puts everything, and it is dead on. He's exactly right every time he speaks, and he is not kind to Donald Trump, and he's not kind to his supporters either. So if you're going to download and listen to and subscribe another podcast, it definitely has to be The Lincoln Project. And while I'm on the subject, just a quick little shout-out from my boys, oh, for F's sake, you can listen to them too. Subscribe to them right now on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, all that. Just just do it. Just do it right now. But the one line that the Trump publicans, as I was saying, is taking with these protests is that everybody out there are Joe Biden liberals. Every single one of them are registered to vote, and they're all Joe Biden liberals, which Again, it's effective to people who are not bright and who are not intelligent. These are just people who are angry. Who knows? Maybe some of them are Trump supporters. Maybe some of them are Biden supporters. Maybe a lot of them really don't give a shit who the president is because they feel disenfranchised. Has anybody ever thought about that? And I would venture to say that there's a good possibility that a lot of those people who are out there protesting and who are angry don't really have a political party they feel comfortable with. So to subscribe them to Joe Biden and the Democrats and liberals, again, effective on idiots, but Effective being the operative word here. And if it works, that's not good. But I think the main problem we have here is now the lines are drawn. Everybody is where they're at and nobody is changing their minds. So if you see a protester, you are automatically going to subscribe it to Joe Biden, to the liberals, to the Democrats, because that message was used effectively. And again, if you've talked to any Trump supporter if you've talked to anybody who's even on the fence, it's an effective message and not one necessarily born of facts. 
almost all of their messages are not based on fact. But as I said too, the last show, that this could potentially get ugly, and you're seeing it already. There are a line of Trump supporters in their trucks heading into Portland with their guns and with their militia, and they are intent on taking care of business. They think they are there to protect the city. They think they are there to protect police. They think they are there to do the job for their grand leader, Mr. Donald Trump. They are there to serve their hero. And does Donald Trump do anything to stop them? No. Does Donald Trump do things to help ease the tension in these cities? Absolutely not. Does Donald Trump sort of blow another dog whistle and make the people who are heading into Portland with their guns and everything think that this is okay? 100% he does. He's the most dangerous person to ever lead this country by far. It's not even close. And I would implore anybody that is still on the fence, which again, I, I just can't understand how you'd be on the fence in this particular election with Donald Trump as the president. He is a lifelong con man. He tells you to your face, I am going to make you look stupid and you're still going to do what I want you to do. He, It is so infuriating and frustrating to me because there are some intelligent people I know who are buying into this. I just do not understand how people look at our country right now and go, yeah, you know what, let's give this guy another four years. Let's see if he can clean it up. Well, clean it up. He's the one who made the mess. Why would you rehire somebody who made the mess? Well, I've been convinced it's not him. It was Obama and the CDC who caused all this. What? What proof do you have? I don't know. I saw it on Facebook. There was an article that was posted on Facebook. Okay, did you read the article? Nah, I just saw the headline. Well, that's what you're drawing your conclusion from? Yeah, I don't have time. Well, then, I don't know. Can you make a little time? Can you just take some time to really do some research? Nah, maybe I'll get to it. Okay, good. 2020 is seeding a failed response to a pandemic, cost hundreds of thousands of people their lives because it was ignored. This pandemic was ignored. Not only ignored, it was called a hoax. It was called fake news. And then it proceeded to be uh, something that they started to take seriously, but then said, ah, it'll just go away. Don't worry about it. And then you go down further down the line and say, listen, we wouldn't be as bad if we didn't do as much testing as we do. So it's just, it's unbelievable. The guy actually says it. He doesn't even try to hide these kind of things. He says these particular things and people go, well, he does have a point. I mean, if we didn't do as much testing, then we probably wouldn't be as bad off on the coronavirus. Okay. Well, you understand that that doesn't mean that there wouldn't be deaths and that doesn't mean that there wasn't that many people who had it. In fact, quite frankly, I think the numbers are lower. They're not higher because there's probably a lot of people who had it before we really started doing testing that have not been counted. But on top of a pandemic, we've had millions of people lose their job, millions of people, record number of people on unemployment and job loss, and now we have racial tension that is being egged on by our president. And how anybody thinks we should give this guy four more years is incredible to me. And not just that, people should be angry about the way this guy is circumventing the Constitution on a weekly basis. How this does not infuriate 
Americans. See, that's the problem. This would infuriate the people on the right, but because it's being done by Donald Trump, they're not infuriated. But the left, the people don't really seem to care too much about that stuff. All they care about is their particular social issues, and if they do care, their anger just doesn't seem to have the bite that the right does. And this is why Donald Trump continues to get away with this kind of stuff. It's unbelievable. Okay, as I said earlier, I have some guests today. I am honored to have them. I have two-thirds of What's Up People News TV. You can find that on YouTube on channel 323. I have Oreo joining us, and I also have, you know Hirsch. This is her third appearance in Run's house, Frosty Knowledge. I am excited and honored to have both you guys here. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. Ah, thank you for having yeah. us. Yes, yeah, thank absolutely. you. Thank you. Absolutely. So first off, I just want to talk about your show, What's Up People News TV. I think you guys do a live show every Thursday. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And what time do you guys normally start? Around 7 o'clock? For the most part. That's Eastern time, by the way, if anybody out there wants to check out their show. Um, I, I watch it a lot. You know, it's always good for me to get different perspectives from, you know, different areas and from different people. And that helps me learn. So if you want to learn some some things, too, it, it really is a, a good show to check out. Uh, subscribe to their show, please, if you don't mind. But first, um, I've had Frosty Knowledge on a few times. Uh, Oreo, since you are new to the show, I'd like to start with you. Uh, last time I had her on the show, we talked about police injustice in the black community. And I had asked her about, you know, we don't really normally see it when it comes to females. And, and as she pointed out last time, that's not to say that black females are not discriminated against. But we do seem to see it a lot with black males. And with you being a black male, I'd like to get your perspective on police injustice in this country and what you're seeing. And what is it that we can do? Because we've seen this a million times. And I'm not sure, you know, other than a complete reform, what is it that we can do? Honestly, it's going to start with a with a change of mind or, or mindset. Um you know, we're, we're viewed as threats and, you know, criminals and or all criminals and animals. We need to change that perspective about us. Yeah. You know, first and, and foremost. And I think we see that a lot, you know, when we see it in the media and a lot of the local news is almost designed to just be sensationalized and to scare people around you. And that's not really what you see in your community normally, is it? It isn't. It isn't at all. You know, I can't speak for other communities, but for mine, you know, I, I see a collective of people who actually come together and help out their community. Sure. And you it is, you feel like you're unfairly portrayed. Of course. Of course. All the time. I, yeah. you know, I, I, I told, I told, you know, my sister, my sister knowledge over there and my, and my brother McNuggets that, you know, one night I was coming home and I parked the car, I parked my car in front of my house and the police, you know, angled me in at a, you know, at an angle. So like I couldn't open my door. He had his gun drawn to me, told me that I was on body cam and all of this other stuff. And, you know, after he got to the meat and potatoes, I gave him my license, my registration, 
you know, I, I did everything that I was supposed to do. And at the end of it, he told me that I parked too fast. <laughs> Imagine. Too fast? Too I, that fast. I, that I parked too fast. Yep. So you had a gun drawn on you by a police officer? I did. Okay, so I, I can't even begin to imagine what that feels like. Uh, I mean, I've never had a gun drawn on me before. And to have mm -hmm. a gun drawn on me by a police officer and when you see what's happening in this country, it not only has to just be concerning, but it's got to be extra scary. Oh, definitely. Because you just... So here's the thing. Like, we know or the person, you know, who was happening to, we know what's going on in their mind. And it's pretty much fright, you know, because once you see somebody draw a gun, your, your first reaction is to tense up. You're trying to prepare for what's going to happen next. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, the person who's behind the gun, you don't know what's going on through their mind. Right. So that's what makes it even scarier. Sure. Sure. And, and it's, it's almost as if what we went, said earlier is that there is this perception that you may be a criminal or you may be a monster and that he has to draw his gun and he's got to be careful just in case you're going to pop out and do something, which, again, is not typical. Right. So, uh, Frosty, uh, knowledge, thank you again <laughs> for being on. Everybody loves your appearances when you are on here, so I always appreciate you coming on. Last time you were on here, the first time you came on, we talked about Ahmed Aubrey and the two yokel idiots who probably married <laughs> their cousins. Right. Decided that they were going to play police officer. <laughs> right. And, and kill this poor man. Um, and then you had also brought up Breonna Taylor. And at the time when you brought it up on my show, I wasn't as familiar with it, but of course became more familiar. Your second appearance, and that's when George Floyd happened. And right. now we have um, yeah, Jacob Blake. I, I asked you last time, do, does it feel different? We have now seen four at least major stories in this country this year within the last what three months right and i i don't you know we always know that this is out there but i don't remember this many stories happening in this short of a time well I, you know they may have been happening and maybe they weren't on video and body cam mm -hmm. but also I, you know i think Trump is emboldened. He, you know, these people act like the cops are running around with just no, with, with, with immunity. They can do whatever they want because they have someone in the highest power that's saluting them. You know, there's no, there's zero accountability right now. Zero. You know, the Justice Department is in Trump's pocket. They're not investigating these crimes. You know, it's like um, as Brother Oreo just said, you know, they see us as a threat and they see us as monsters. And you see, we watched Rittenhouse walk right by those police <laughs> after he shot. And well, he shot a few people, but murdered too. Correct. And he was, he got back to his home. It's unbelievable. And again, I, I think I said this last time on my podcast, you know, I, I'm not sure how somebody in the black community can look at this and not want to throw their hands up. And, you know, I, Frosty, you and I talked about this last time, too, is that I don't think anybody, whether you're white, black or, or anything like that, necessarily condone any sort of rioting. But sometimes when you are so angry and you are feel like you're not being listened to, 
sometimes that rage just comes out, you know, and again, all people can relate to that. You've seen plenty of white people on the road in the on the highway with what's called road rage. You know, they get so angry when they're cut off. You know, imagine being in a community where every day you feel like you are picked on by police officers. And it is point. It's going to lead to that. Right. Of course. You, you, you can only, we can only turn our cheek, but so many times, this is ridiculous. And, you know, it takes that piece of the puzzle. We talked about this on our show on Thursday. Like there's so many integral parts of this puzzle. That's going to make the change. It's not just going to be the piece, you know, it's also going to be the riots. It's also going to be the athletes. It's just going to be, you know, everyone working together and not that the riots are us working together, but that's just going to move it forward, you know? Absolutely. And you know, it's funny that you brought up because I didn't want to lead you into an answer. I wanted to see what your answer would be. And it's exactly what, you know, my thought is, is that Donald Trump is really stoking the flames of this whole thing more than anybody I have seen in this country. Forget about president. I'm talking about anybody has stoked the flames because not only is he not really condemning these actions, he might half-ass do it here and there, but he's not really doing it in a manner to where he's making the black community feel safe. In fact, what he's doing is, is he's propping up the police officers and he's propping up the police department and saying, they are against you, I am for you. So since I'm for you and I'm the most powerful person in the world, you basically can do whatever you want. Right, right. Remember he came on the scene um, during his campaign and he said it's okay to rough up somebody? Like it's okay when you put them in the police car to, you know, hit their head against the top of the car. Like he started off saying that stuff. Well, there's also clips of him, you know, basically mocking somebody when they are being choked by police going, oh, you're choking me, you're choking me. And you're like, what kind of person, much less a leader, does or says anything like this? So, you know, I hear you guys on your show a lot talking about how you still might have some people, whether it be in your community or not, still on the fence about whether or not they should vote for Donald Trump or vote at all. And when you hear that, and you may hear it in your community, what are your thoughts when you hear that? You go first, Oreo. (laughs) You You know, since we have such a a large history of, uh, what do we call them, failed politicians? They say the right things while they're on their trails, and then once they get into office, they do absolutely nothing. With that, you know, with that going on for so long, people don't really know which direction to go. Mm. So they're like, you know, we're voting for these people and it's not happening. So why should I just, why should I waste my time? Why should I go stand in a ballot, you know, on a ballot line for an hour, hour and a half for mm-hmm. nothing? You know, we, we need somebody to actually step up to the plate and change, and change that narrative again. Right. And, and, knowledge, and, do you feel the same yeah, way? I, I agree with that. And there's also more to add because there's always more to add to it, right? Because that's one piece of it, of course. And then the second piece, sometimes we have people who are too woke for their own good, yeah. I say. Like, like they're trying to think too much into it. And I have family members that are down south 
that believe everything Trump says. Hmm. And I and I keep asking them, well, what are you getting from Trump? Because they're like, well, he's giving getting black people jobs. I'm like, what job do you have and how much does it pay? Yeah, and right. Where are the statistics backing right. that up? There's nine. But I really believe they they don't have access to a lot there. You know what I mean? It's almost like in the South, you know, they have very little Internet. You go into a restaurant because when I went visiting, it's Fox News is on every TV. So this is what they hear. So they they buy into it, you know, but even people here, I've heard them say Kamala puts black people in jail. So I got to pray on voting like, okay, uh, Trump is literally killing black people. So if there's four more years of Donald Trump in the White House, you think that, you know, unarmed black people are being killed now, just wait, because when he gets, if he gets four more years, there's nothing that's going to stop them. I don't think that anybody would argue that Donald Trump, good or bad, is an effective communicator. And he's an effective communicator with some people who may not really be as into politics as maybe you, I, Oreo are. When people hear the things that they want to hear sometimes, they just tend to go ahead and believe it. In fact, I recorded a little bit of this show before you guys came on. And I said, you know, what bothers me is that the rioters, the looters, and the protesters are all subscribed to Joe Biden, Democrats, and liberals. And as I said, I was just saying this earlier as I was recording, not necessarily, everybody out there may not be down with the system at all. And they might not be registered for anybody. And they might not care about any of these politicians. But the, the way they communicate this, they communicate it in a way as if, If Joe Biden is elected, this is what's going to happen to your community because they're all Joe Biden supporters. Right. (laughs) It's amazing to me how that works. But in other news, it feels ironic. But just recently, Chadwick Boseman passed away. Right. And he was the star of Black Panther, which was a it was a groundbreaking movie for the black community because it was really the first time you guys saw a black superhero. You know, every time we would see superheroes and they would just be a regular white guy. But right. it was groundbreaking for you guys. Does this what does this death, you know, that in, in Chadwick Boseman in that movie, did that did that mean anything to you? Did that was that anything for you guys? You know what I take from that? And then, I, you know, I'll let Oreo go. Like, I just see, wow, this man was dying and he continued to make movies. He still yeah. had the strength to do that. You know what I mean? Like, he was at his worst and he, st- he continued to move on. And I, I look at that when I look at voting and where we're at today. You know, on the show I talked about this. You know, we've dealt with lynchings, we've dealt with police brutality, we've dealt with Jim Crow, we've dealt with being enslaved. Um, we, ha- we got this. We have to continue to stay the course and vote. I know it feels like we're not getting in anywhere, like because it's not happening fast enough. We're not going to see significant change in any of our lifetimes. But we're doing this for our kids. We're going to pass the baton to them 
and have them keep fighting and there's going to be incremental change. It's happening. Things are changing. Aunt Jemima's off the shelves. Like it's, you know, it's things are changing. You know, the light is being shown on a lot of things that people did not think was racist. And we're now saying, wow, that is racist. Look at, we got brown band-aids now. (laughs) Things that are just that simple and white people never thought about it before and now saying, wow, I didn't know that that was a problem. So to me, that's changed. So we have to continue to, to, to have fire under us. And that ballot box is just so important in getting this done because nothing is going to change unless we change policy. And that's, yeah. you know, no matter. I think that's what we do. And I think you're right. It, 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 as Oreo was saying earlier, it really is about who is actually going to step up and do it because you know just because we hire or we we elect a democrat it doesn't mean it's necessarily going to happen the way i kind of look at the democrats versus the republicans it's sort of like having a boss who promises bonuses to you but the republican knows that he's not going to give this bonus to you he's going to find a way just to make you think you're going to get it Right. But he knows for a fact he's going to protect the boss uh, above him and he's not going to give you the bonus. The Democrats, they want to give you the bonus and they're going to even maybe try to ask for it. But they know they can't get it, even though they're promising it. You know, right. and that's, right. that's sort of the feeling. That I right. right. <laughs> so, um, but Oreo, what, uh, what are your thoughts? Oh, uh, see, well, I hope my car doesn't get revoked. Okay, because I don't, I don't have a lot of time, but I have not seen Black Panther. Yeah, wow. Even, I, I guess, I, who says that you have to be obligated to it? I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, but did you see Five Bloods? Like he's done a few movies, but Black Panther was uh, beautiful. Was the, watch it? Right, but I, I haven't, I haven't had the time to actually sit down and see it. But you know, like, you know, like Frosty uh, Knowledge said, you know, it, the change has to come. You know, somebody has to step up and and do it. And, you know, one of the things that I was thinking was it's going to take for, I believe it's it's going to start with making an example out of one of these cops who just right. goes gung-ho, yeah. um, you know, and, and killing unarmed. I'm not going to just say black people, unarmed Americans, period. Americans, right. Right. You know, it's funny, too, is that, you know, I I know the line a lot of people like to take is white people are shot by black or by by cops as well. And, you know, there's two things that they're missing on that particular uh, statistic, I guess, if that's what you want to say, is one was the white person unarmed. They don't usually go ahead and and factor that in. Anybody that's armed that points a gun or points any sort of weapon at a police officer and the police officer shoots them, I don't care if you're black, white, whatever color you are, I would probably venture to guess that most people will go, the cop was in the right. He had the right right to shoot this person because they were armed and they feared for their life. The second thing that they fail to bring up is the population of black people versus the population of white people and right. the percentage of black people this happens to versus the percentage of right. white people this happens to. Right. So that's a huge factor in this whole thing that a lot of people kind of seem to ignore. Well, you know what they do as well, whether the black person is armed or not, we tend to deserve it. They blame the victim no matter what. Blake yeah. was not armed, but because possibly 
there was a knife there, but it wasn't in his hand, yep. you know, he deserved it. Or why don't black people just comply? And, you know, as Frosty Oreo just said, he was afraid when there was a gun pulled on him for parking too fast. Yeah, right. So I, I think that that tends to be the problem with black people as a whole. They're terrified at this point. So they may run and have and not done anything, but just because they're frightened, you know, it's, uh, it's just sad. It's like catch 22. Go ahead, Oreo. <laughs> no, I was going to say it's that uh, uh, flight or fight thing, right, you know, right. <laughs> the, yeah, make the look kicks in and you don't know what to do. Right. right. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. Let, when let you... Me, I was going to say, let me, let me ask this question. If we were to play devil's advocate here. So mm -hmm. what... what would your views change? So what if they say the police officers are trained this way and this is the only way they know how to react to it? Do you say at any point, well, the police officer did what he was trained to do, so he may get a pass? Or do you say to yourself, you know what, your human instinct should probably say I should not shoot this person because he's unarmed? You want to take yes. it first, Oreo? <laughs> yes. Your, 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 your human instinct should say, I'm, I'm not going to shoot this person because they're unarmed. So in most cases, right, these cops have their firearms and then they have tasers. So if, you know, you're trying to sub subdue a suspect, as they say, why not shoot them with a taser? Why not immobilize them for a second opposed right. to immobilizing them for the rest of their lives. Correct. In fairness, uh, in this last one, um, there was a taser used, but apparently he was able to get through the taser. And as I said in the last show, I don't know. I don't care what color you are. How anybody gets through a taser, I have no idea. It's pretty right. unbelievable. But at the same time, there's also seems to be a lot of times in these cases, that's not just one police officer on the scene. There's three, four, five. You're telling me three, four, five police officers can't take down one person? Maybe they should be trained a little bit better on taking down one guy. Right. But also, what, let's, to go back to your original question, you know, yeah. what if you plan devil's advocate, they were trained to do what they did to Blake. Why is it all only happening to black and brown people? So if that was their training, then across the board, it should be happening to everyone, Asian, white, black, but it's not. And that's an excellent point. And you want me to tell you why it's not happening to the other races is because these camera phones just don't find a way to turn on when it happens to a black person. I absolutely promise you, if any police officer was harassing anybody, somebody with their camera phone wants to get this on video. Right. And you never see it happened to, as Miss Knowledge said, white, Asian, to anybody else except for black people. Right. Why don't we see those videos? Because it's not happening. We see, we saw, Rit, we saw Rit in the house. He walked right by them. They had given him water previously. Like, they were chit-chatting with him. They were friends. <laughs> I, I happened to catch a video. Somebody posted it on Twitter, I believe it was. And there was a white guy with... A police officer, the, the gun was drawn at him, and the white guy is just screaming at him, F you, saying all this stuff. <laughs> his truck and left. And I, see, I see that. I see yeah, that video. Yeah. I see that. <laughs> yeah. it, it's just, it really is, it's unbelievable. But, you know, again, I, I love having you guys on, but unfortunately, we have to talk about this crap. And it's just, right. you know, 
it, it's really disappointing. Let's move on just a little bit um, from from race and let's talk about the election before we sign off here. Uh, you mentioned Kamala Harris. Frosty, you and I talked about who you would like to see as the vice president. I believe last time you would have liked to have seen um, Stacey Abrams. Right, but I knew that wasn't good. Yeah. Of Kamala Harris. What do you guys think of the pick? And before you answer, too, a lot of people are saying Joe Biden was placating to the black community. I find that a little offensive because Kamala Harris is 100% qualified. If people don't remember the very first debate, everybody after that debate said she's going to win. Absolutely. So what do you guys think of the VP choice? You want me to I, go first? Oh, go on. I, oh, go I, on. No, I mean, I'm going to keep it simple. I, I think it was a, a good choice. I, I think it was a, a, a good choice for, for Biden. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I did want Stacey Abram, but I knew that it wouldn't be Stacey Abram, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it had to be Kamala. Kamala. Yeah. It, it had to be. So I think she's a great choice. I don't think he was placating. He said early on that it was going to be a woman. And out of all the women, Kamala was the, the best choice, the most I experienced. I absolutely agree. I mean, I, yeah. think, I think maybe if you were to, if there was another person you could have put in there, I liked Elizabeth Warren a lot, you know, right. but my first choice was Kamala Harris. I thought she was fantastic. And yes, they're going to use her past against her as far as a prosecutor is concerned. But, you know, at the end of the day, we could probably use the past of every single politician against them in some form. Um, And it's not going to be a a pretty scene, whether you like them or you don't. So so we got an election coming up. Um, I from the sounds of your show that you guys have on YouTube. Again, it's on channel 323. It's called What's Up People News TV. And you can find that on Thursday nights live. And then also you can watch uh, the show back if you aren't able to catch it live, if you just subscribe to their channel. So um, we do have an election coming up. It sounds like you guys are 100% ready to vote and you know who you're voting for. What do you see? Do you feel a little nervous? Do you feel confident? How do you feel about this election coming up? You want to go, go first, story? Go, go ahead, go ahead, Dollars. Go ahead, Dollars. I'm not confident at all. I, I mean, the the numbers look great, but we can't underestimate what Trump and his cronies are going to do. Um, individual one, as we know, is facing. Um, he's going to be facing a lot of charges. Yep. He's terrified right now, and he will do anything to, you know, be reelected. So. That's what scares me. The, this mailbox and post office thing is just the tip of the iceberg. There's more to come. Oreo? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I feel the same way knowledge does. Yeah. I'm not particularly uh, uh, confident, but I'm hopeful. Right. <laughs> I'm, I'm hopeful that, you know, the people will get out there and vote. You know, we, we, we stress that more than enough on each yes. and every show that yes. come out there, go vote. That's what's going to start the change is the vote. So, you know, I'm just hoping that people get out there and do it. You know, and uh, quite frankly, this election, I really don't care if you're if you're voting for Joe Biden or you're voting against Donald Trump, because right right now, either way, I'm happy with because this is, as I think we would all agree, the most dangerous person to ever leave this country in our lifetimes. And it, it doesn't end. This election, 
the next four years, I believe, as I said on my last podcast, things could get really, really ugly. In fact, we've seen it just yesterday. There was a, I don't know if you guys had a chance to see it, but there was a large contingent of Trump supporters going in their trucks and lining up to go into Portland. And that is a... That's an America that I really think we're going to be seeing over the next four years, especially if Donald yes. Trump is reelected. Right. It will be a race war. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, a lot of innocent people are going to get hurt. A lot of right. people who just are all on the same page need to find a way to come together and say, look, we've got to find a way to end this. And you know what? Quite frankly, even if Joe Biden wins, Donald Trump's not going away unless somebody puts him away, which I really hope happens would be one of the things I've yeah. ever seen. But right. <laughs> anyway, you know, it, it's just right now it's some very scary times. And as we talked about earlier, we keep seeing what's happening in your community. I'm sure it breaks your heart. It breaks my heart. And, you know, I hope everybody, we can find a way to all come together and figure out some sort of solution to where we do not have to have these conversations. Again, I'd love to have you guys on the show again and we could talk about some more fun stuff. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, we, we would love to have you on our show as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. Yeah, that would be great. You guys let me know. And I would love to come on because it's, uh, you know, I always like to tune in as much as I can on Thursday night. If I don't, I go back and watch uh, what you guys had to say uh, on, on other broadcasts. So, yeah, I mean, anytime you guys let me know and I would love to come on. Yeah, we got to set that up. Yeah, Absolutely. Definitely. All right. Well, guys, thank you. Do you have anything, anything you'd like to add before we go? Yes. Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Things look dire right now. We know that they do. It seems like, you know, we're not progressing, but we are. What is important right now is to get out and vote. We already know that they're messing with the postal system. If you're not going to get your ballot um mailed within two weeks please walk your ballot in put it in a ballot box or wait in line hold the line just like michelle obama said take a lunch take your dinner wear comfy shoes bring your lawn chair but please vote register your kids to vote for the next elections let's let's get this done Uh, Oreo, I'm going to let you have the last word, but before you do, I'm glad you brought that up because there's one thing I was telling a friend of mine the other day is that I do understand and I like that the Democrats are using the side of mail-in voting, mail-in voting, but what I want them to start doing a little bit is shift that, not to make people think that the only way they can vote is mail-in voting because of the pandemic. You know, a lot of states have early voting. And as I said here, early voting in my state of Florida, where I live in my town, I literally can go in within seven minutes, get out of my car, go in and vote, be back in my car and leave. And there's no big lines. There's none of that. So I also want to stress not just the mail-in voting, but I love to stress early voting. And as you said, filling out your ballot and dropping it off instead of right. waiting in line. So yes, I agree with you hundred percent. Mr. Oreo, give us the last word. Well, like Frosty Knowledge said, you know, things are looking dire, but get out there, vote. And you know, one thing that I'm totally against and that I like to tell my people not to do is do not loot, do not riot, do not destroy your communities. Right. Sure. Especially if you help to ensure that everyone around you is safe. Right. kind of defeats the purpose go out there let's start to change with the vote 
and hope to see you guys there. So yes. you're telling me, Oreo, that the entire black community doesn't want looting and rioting? <laughs> right. Well, because well, the, the, a lot of the white community, not a lot, some of the white community believes that that is true. I mean, I, I'm I'm against it. Well, how about that? I'm against right. it. Well, the, <laughs> I'm I against mean, it. I was I was still so, you know, we're here in Massachusetts, right? Sure. So, you know, with the everything that's going on, we actually have a black owned dispensary in our neighborhood. Like, you know, here they're like towns and towns apart, but we have one directly in the middle of our neighborhoods. Right. And I was upset and I was hurt that people would go in and loot that. You know, this man fought hard. He fought tooth and nail and hard to get this establishment up. And then they went in there and they destroyed it. Right. I'm I'm against it all around the board. You know, if you have to do it, then okay, I understand. But don't do it in your community. Take it to... (laughs) <laughs> take it to State Street. Take it, loot it right down there where where people are gonna pay attention to it because nobody's gonna pay attention to right. it over here. They don't care about the hood. It's gonna be a slow you know, cleanup. That, that is a point. Again, I know you're not saying and you're not condoning it. You know, obviously mm-hmm. you're not condoning. You know, anybody looting and rioting. But right. as you said, you know. The, the people who are rioting are angry and if they're doing it to their own community then it doesn't serve the purpose if right. they're doing it in a community where people will raise their eyebrows you know again right. not something you're saying you want them to do but I, I, I understand what you're saying but, right. Um, right. but as again I, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on um, you know we'll, we'll wrap it up here and uh, you know I'll continue to watch your show you know you guys are from Massachusetts I'm going to wrap it up a little bit early too because uh, I'm a diehard Boston Celtics fan, and they're getting ready to play game one against Toronto, so <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm ready to go watch that as well. So, but guys, awesome. thank you so much for coming thank on, you. and I'm sure thank we'll talk you. to you guys again soon. All, All right, right man. Have so a much. good one. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Well, that's going to do it for me. We went a little longer on today's version. Uh, I want to thank you guys again for downloading and subscribing rating, reviewing the show, please do that if you have not already. You can follow me on Twitter at brun13. I will be back again on Friday, and we will discuss just what in the hell is going on in this world. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will talk to you again soon.